I mean, we can yeah. cold open on the basis that Riley is not here. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now, uh, in the same in the same kind of vein as the phenomenal movie, The Social Network. Um, while he's away in New York doing business deals, we're going to take over Trash Future. Yeah. Um, and turn it into uh like a Juicero style startup. Should we speculate on why he's not here? <laughs> Is this the first one that he's not done? Because he's he always introduces it where he's like, yeah, he's not going to be able to podcast. say every other podcast anymore. Yeah, he won't yeah, be able to like damn. say the. No, we did an episode without him because we did the one with Nate. Me, you, and Nate did one. That yeah, but time. Nate's not here, so Nate made it sensible, right? Yeah. So we don't have we don't I'll, have our sensible boy. Yeah, our podcast. No, I now own your out. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just yeah, it's anarchy at this point. Um, so I want to say welcome, welcome to welcome to uh, Trigger Pod. Uh, 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 trigger, trigger pod reloaded. <laughs> trigger pod two. Trigger where, pod reloaded. Where we talk about the things that trigger pod are just too sensitive to uh, talk about. Exactly. Um, so we're going to talk this week. We're talking about whether Italians actually classify as a race or a religion. Mm. Um, How many genders there are? <laughs> Italy isn't a race; it's a religion. There's actually Italy only is a gender. There's, there's actually just one gender, and that's men. And any other yeah. gender that's not a man is just called not man. There's one gender yeah. and it's Italian. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that too. That's more of like a subgender. So mm. if a new statesman want to commi- wants to commission me to write that, yeah, I'm yeah. always open. <laughs> um, Hello, I'm Constantine Kissin, and today we're answering the question: <laughs> What's retreating faster, the white race or my hairline? Uh-huh. Oh my god, we might have to. We might actually have to like delete that. <laughs> that that I feel like might might take us into. We we have like a lawyer who's always said who has said to us that if you like have a problem, get in contact. We mm. might actually have to contact him. Oh, okay. Riley goes away for one podcast and you get sued. Yeah, um, just yeah. immediately yeah, we'll just, libeling someone within three yeah, we'll, minutes. We'll just like blame it on him. We'll just be like, well, actually, yeah. he was here the whole time and he forced us to do it yeah. in this weird mm-hmm. basement. We've got one of those um, like uh, Soprano style lawyers who's like, Hussein, the feds are on you. You got to spend some time at your office of Barone Sanitation. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome uh, to the most anarchic episode of Trash Future ever recorded, because um, our special Canadian boy, Riley Quinn, is not here. He's in New York. He's being cool. He's, you know, he's talking to, to people. He's taking selfies. Um, you know, he's, he's drinking cans of monster energy with, <laughs> with Brooklyn-based dudes. Yeah, he's, no, he's in, having in, a normal one. In, in Brooklyn, they don't really drink monster. They drink, like, they drink... Um... Uh, they it's, it, they drink Lacroix energy. Yeah, they drink mm. Lacroix energy. They mix it with weird stuff. They had this. So I have um when I was in New York last a time, homeopathic I, monster. I accidentally a small drank. Amount. I accidentally drank like really strong vodka coffee, and apparently that's like a normal thing in New York. Like that's what people do mm. when you come back from your busy day at Wall Street and you want to get drunk, but also you want to stay awake enough in case you have to do a business deal. Just oh, okay. that's just imitation yeah. buckfast. Is that, it just yeah. a really miserable espresso martini? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what they taste like because I don't drink. This was an yeah. accidental thing. Um, but all I know is that it tasted. I imagine it tasted the same way that I imagine gasoline tastes. Mm. <laughs> In the sense that when I had it, it just burnt my entire throat, and I was just like, mm. I, I want to die, but I'm not it? sure why. Because actually, yeah, that does sound like an espresso martini. But what it also <laughs> all the joy removed. What it also sounds like, yeah, exactly. But what it also sounds like is four loco, because that's like basically just caffeine and alcohol, isn't it? Yeah, but they had I mean, that's that, made me realise. Yeah, they did. Um, is that a kid or a couple of kids? <laughs> I love. It. I only drink things that kill people. That's my like yeah, they the cracker deal of beverages. Still um, have not anyway, I want to interrupt this conversation to say on the news right now that Tommy Robinson, our, our original Irish slave, mm-hmm. um, faces two years in prison after judges ruled that his Facebook broadcast outside the court where they told the truth too much. But yeah, so he's so he's <laughs> he's facing truth. he's been found guilty in facing prison. So mm, for uh, being epic. Of- uh, <laughs> for, for, thoughts and thoughts and prayers to our original Irish slave boy. I know Elon Musk I'm sprinting to his like very dangerous Batmobile. <laughs> he was, but you can't be too epic, Mister Too Damn Epic. Yeah, exactly. It's the news, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, news. yeah. Oh, we love the news. We love to do the news. Um. Anyway, yes. Uh, welcome to this. <laughs> 
to this episode of podcast, which has already been derailed, and it's we're only a few minutes in. Uh, I'm Milo Edwards. Um, the lunatics have been left in charge of the asylum. Um, uh, with uh, with me are Hussein Kizvani. Um, yeah, uh, I I my the Joker is my spirit animal. So. <laughs> I'm always I'm always anarchic on on here. I'm I don't even know what I'm saying now. I just like. I'll, I'll oh. just shove you aside to do mine. Uh, Alice Caldwell yeah, Kelly. I'm I'm basically I'm the Milo of this one, while Milo is uh, Riley. So yeah. it's me. Your and boy. also Nate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a, a horrific synthesis that no one would like to see, <laughs> with like two different kinds of beard. Um, fantastic. Um, and and with us is special guest, and I'll do my Riley Quinn voice for this. And returning trash future champion, India Block. Hi, I'm back to talk about more tool things. Also, <laughs> <laughs> Milo, I'm kind of imagining you doing all three of these roles, like um, that uh, that film split. What's that? You know, I don't the, think I've seen that one. The Shallowman one, where he's like, oh playing, yeah, 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 yeah. He like yeah. locks those girls in a basement, and then he's like playing this like seven year old child. Fritzl story. story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was like the guy like. Um, James McAvoy. James McAvoy, it? and who was it? A uh, Bruce uh... Willis? Uh, no, that Bruce was Unbreakable, Willis. wasn't it? Yeah, but like, but the third film was like when they were facing off against each other, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. Well, just to do synthesis and say that like Riley is uh, Nate Tyler Durden. <laughs> like he's like the bane of Nate's life and yeah. yet he is like an inherent part of him. No, he's Nate's venom. Yeah, no 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 All I'm all I'm gonna say is yeah, I was gonna say like no 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 one cared about me before I lost the palace hat. Um, that, that's, that's, that's what that's what that's one for the internal slack. Yeah, crowd. that, that joke's yeah. just for us. Yeah. But yeah, next time you see Riley, just mention the palace hat. Yeah, do do be mentioning the hat. He loves it. He loves it when you be mentioning his hats. Yes. Do also be mentioning his selfies. He loves it when people mention those. Um, he actually does. He does. He 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 knows exactly what he's doing mm. when he posts those, when he posts the selfies. It's it's seventh dimensional chess, yeah. truly. Um, well, we're gonna you know it's a low it's a low effort episode of Trash Each because it's one that I've organised. So we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do <laughs> As the news to normal. Yeah. <laughs> Normal well, ones are pretty high energy. They're pretty like well planned. This one was like I was impressed yeah. that there were notes. Yeah, I know. Well, that's because I started a Google Doc this morning. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. India did the bulk of the notes. Yeah. I did. I added in some notes because if I hadn't have done notes, I think Riley Riley would have been like upset and disappointed. He would have been like disillusioned. Yeah. With because you know he always does the notes, but I think he's always assumed that if he didn't do the notes, someone else would still do them. And I think that's an illusion we shouldn't shatter for him. <laughs> yeah. You can't just have um, a podcast with no notes. That would yeah. be nothing is falling apart Scott. without him. Yeah. Like if, if if India wasn't here, this podcast would be me and Alice talking about come Hussein. <laughs> Throwing in yes. things about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> they're both. They are. They are related. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They um, are related. July the f- especially was, at yeah. my house parties. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so today today is the fifth of July, uh, the day of recording, uh, which is of course the day after the anniversary of the day when they solved racism for once and for all. Uh, <laughs> the fourth of July. Ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we've all seen the hit musical Hamilton and we know that what the 4th of July was about was about, you know, stopping the English from doing slavery and racism, which is why they never did either of those things. Yeah, it was fine. After that. It was fine. It was fine until that dastardly George Orwell brought it up again in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend from America who texted me on the 4th and was like, uh, oh, you're going to work? Like, you don't get the day off? And I was like, no, no, we don't just like take a day off to celebrate the time that we lost. Mm. You never take that a day off from posting. Yeah. Take a day off for contemplation and laudanum. Yeah. <laughs> just going to, you know, just stroke your pet bear, shoot up some heroin, <laughs> rail <laughs> about Chinese merchants. Retire to your opium den. Just yeah, exactly. Very just another- cater editorial board sort of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but of course, uh, Donald Trump decided to celebrate the Fourth of July in our the way only our special boy, our yeah. big clever boy. Didn't he do well? He organised <laughs> a in, in honour of how he's definitely not a communist and he hates communist states. He organised a parade of tanks. 
through the nation's capital, <laughs> which is what better way to prove that, you know, you hate the Soviet Union than to organize a parade of tanks. But they didn't um, like drive them down the streets or anything. They literally trucked them in on like huge flatbeds and parked them next to Trump so he could just talk next to them. Oh, wow. I so mean, it was literally are- like he was running a tank dealership. Yeah, yeah. Well, they no, like a slaps roof of tank. Zoo. You can fit so yeah. many burning soldiers in this. Yeah, so they're, they're phasing them out because they're so shit. Like, they wouldn't mm. even um, do proper tests on them because they were like, there's no point, like, like lobbing something out to, to see if it breaks up because, like, we know this tank is just, like, going to blow up. Like, ba- BA system's really fucked up with those. Um, so, yeah, they are the disaster tanks that no one really wants. So I okay. guess now they're just, like, a useful prop. I'm imagining they're like um, Gen Z hype beast tank safety inspector who's like, yo, this tank is fire. This tank is going to blow up. By which I mean it's really a serious health and safety risk. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen with them eventually, right? They'll be sold off to like some YouTuber. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have a I hope Boris will want them when he becomes prime minister. Oh, for riot <laughs> control. <laughs> he loves to buy like... Shit, armored vehicles. Doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's, it's also the same energy as when those guys from Guido Forks like um, drove around uh, Oxford Street in a tank because they were angry about something to do with Top Gear. Oh. <laughs> do you remember that? I don't yeah, remember that. But that sounds exactly. Also, I just actually I thought of a new bit the other day and I wanted to tweet it, but I realised that written down it wouldn't work, which was okay. Guido Forks, was just like, "Hey, fuck you, pal! <laughs> the fucking media won't report on this shit because it's about Italian racism." <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul Stainsy Miglia, and uh, I run, <laughs> I run Jeez. a strip uh, strip joint, <laughs> and a magazine, and it's just like the the um, the anonymous mask, except it's got like an Italian like. It's yeah, Italian it's flag. Like Italian trickle. Yeah. <laughs> the Joker makeup, but it's like the Italian flag. Um, amazing. I mean, the Joker makeup is almost the Italian flag. Uh, there you go. It is. It is. Oh, Whoa. shit. Shit. Whoa. This is like a stone shower thought. <laughs> uh, oh, Riley's going to be so upset when he listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> So it's angry, like somewhere in Niag- like somewhere in Niagara Falls, just like getting angry of us because we're like, yeah, fucking like, up his minutes, in, Thirty minutes into the episode, and we've, yeah. we've, we're just talking about Italian. Somewhere, like Riley's ears are pricking up, and he's spitting out a mouthful of caviar. <laughs> <laughs> I really like though that Trump did his little special parade thing, and the way he opened it was by saying, "Hello, America, hello," like yeah, sliding very- into America's DMs. Um, it's very like, very like, uh, open mic comedian. Uh, how we, how we doing tonight? Yeah, checks, <laughs> notepad for name of town, America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love being in uh, America. Um, well, I've actually, I've actually got a quote here from the Daily Beast about this. Um, they said uh, a rain-soaked crowd around the Lincoln Memorial chanted "USA, USA," and Air Force One flew low over Washington as Trump strode up to the podium Bullshit. while water He's ran never down the road in his life. <laughs> Ever <laughs> sort of loped to the podium <laughs> yeah. um, while water ran down the front of the bulletproof glass enveloping the podium. He opened his remarks with "Hello, America." Hello. Does uh, it sound like he was walking into a phone booth? I know, very odd. Yeah. Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> um, then there's this amazing quote from him where he says, uh, Today we come together as one nation, he told the crowd, which was divided by a fence that kept VIP guests separated from ordinary spectators. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite part of that was they put a chain link fence through the, like, the reflecting pool on the, in front of the Washington Monument during a lightning oh, storm. Um, so that's fun. Yes. You Funneling love to lightning see it. into it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hope so. It, oh, that would have been great if they'd have just like electrocuted a load of people to death at the July the 4th march. <laughs> and then they, and then like all the people who survived or were just badly burned would be like, yes, sir, we love it. It's just ah, like the plot of Johnny English where they managed to like kill off all of the Secret Service by blowing up a funeral. Oh. Would be good. I mean, that is the sort of thing that Donald Trump would watch and take his actual tactics <laughs> from. <laughs> It was a big Q and I've watched this too. excellent film. Johnny English and uh, what's it called? Uh, oh shit! Was what, what that? Um, uh, Kings the Kingsman, the Kingsman. Series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. A Kingsman Which... was like Johnny English that fucks. Mm. Yeah, but like the, well, the second well, Kingsman to imply that Johnny English doesn't fuck. But the, se- the, se- the second Kingsman mm. is so funny only because there's this one scene where, like, in order to save the world, he has to finger someone, finger a woman at a festival. 
Um, yeah. And just like the premise of that is just like oh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the second one. Yeah, I watched yeah. that on a plane. It was very much a watch on a plane movie. Yeah, no, mm. it was crazy. It was crazy. I was just like, this is so dumb. But I respect. I res- whoever wrote this. I just respect that. Yeah, this podcast has the same like thought pattern as Trump does now. We're just kind of spinning off into something completely unrelated every couple of sentences. It's amazing. Look, here's something I remember, folks. <laughs> this is like, like Riley's the one who usually brings us back on track, but while yeah. it's absent. It was a movie. He had to put his hand in her pussy. That's what I remember. <laughs> the 4th of that's July. Grab it. That's what it's about. <laughs> Um, there was another there was another trick uh, quote I got from the Daily Beast article which I enjoyed uh, this is another uh, we're going to be back on the moon very soon and someday soon we will plant the American flag on Mars Trump promise thank cool. you yeah very unbelievable cool. so good Elon Musk is right on it yeah. the man is going to build a Gundam you know what even it like- it's, it's, it's an epic presidency because like did you see David um, David French's thing about how you shouldn't mm. be upset by the tanks because they're cool <laughs> tanks Seriously. are very cool actually yeah. well, the, he, he even the about. tank nerds don't think these tanks no, are cool but this mm. wonk does and he writes for I think the New York Times op-ed page and he was like Amazing. no children will love them uh, the president who is like mm. a child will love them uh, they're very cool the tank, and very epic the tank nerd position is like the best political position where they hate the tank parade not because of the political implications but just because it's the wrong tanks <laughs> yeah. not the good ones usually we've been waiting all this time for a tank parade they're not even using the ones we like <laughs> just tank hipster yeah mm. it's like, oh what a mainstream tank you've picked <laughs> um uh yeah i also love that it's like uh we'll plant an american flag on mars not even like we'll do anything particular mars no we're just gonna go there we're gonna put a flag there we're gonna make a, a huge bacon sandwich it's gonna be great me and <laughs> <Yeah>. elon <laughs> Just putting a big skewer through Mars so that you can eat also, it more easily. I thought he said. I thought he said that we weren't going to Mars or or something. Or like the moon was on the way to Mars. He said the moon. Oh yeah. He said that the Earth and Mars share the same moon. Yeah. Well, he said. He said we're going to go to we're going to go to Mars, of which the moon is a part. I think yeah. that was the quote. Yeah. 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 Um. Which I mean, like, is so stupid, but also like just owns incredibly. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm obsessed. I'm just obsessed with moon guys, like guys who are obsessed with the moon and guys who obsessively hate the moon. Oh, these werewolf guys. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. There's like normal dude. No, no, because like there's actually like a trend of men online who just like hate the moon for like very irrational reasons or no reasons at all. It's like, like, it's it's like, like, it's like the so old Jack Chicks like... thing, where it's like the moon god of Islam. Yeah, yeah, but well, there's actually like yeah, it's kind of like very Lovecraftian in some ways, but also there is this kind of but it's like um old like crusader mythology mm-hmm. of um christians who like christian soldiers who hated the moon because they felt the moon represented the islamic god so they kind of affiliated with the sun so a lot of these men who were like fighting in the crusades just grew like every time they saw the moon they would curse it because they felt the moon represented like the but, evil saracens but the yeah. islamic- oh, that motherfucker made a cheese <laughs> but, but the islamic I- god hates the moon so much he snapped at one time like <laughs> mm. i didn't know that I didn't know. I should have put that in my article when I wrote it. Yeah. I thought this was some like super incel stance because like the moon is traditionally associated with that women yeah. and it like mm. moves like the tides and periods. And so they're just like, oh, fuck the moon. No, they like, hate that the moon has become yeah. politicized by the SJ dubs who are using it for their astrology nonsense. Every, every day they make the size of the moon slightly smaller. But these are like these are men. Who, the opposite of that GTA cheat code with the sniper rifle. More, more often than not, be, more often than not, these are men who are just like really pissed off at their girlfriends, like are getting really into astrology. Mm. Um, and they talk about like they talk about you know um uh what do you like ver- you know, uh cancer and retrograde and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and they just have no idea what their girlfriends are saying, but they don't actually want to like yeah. learn about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, man, no men men hate astrology because it's basically like talking about your feelings and self reflection and not improvement. Facts. Not facts. Mm. There, there's no yeah. facts. It's all about like self improvement. Yeah. I'm actually a truther about this. I don't I don't <laughs> believe that the moon is controlling the tides and periods. I believe that periods are controlling tides and the moon. I mean, that's not <laughs> the most controversial position. <laughs> and that's take, why right? women must be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> they will drown us all. That's the true threat of trans it's, people. It's, it's not just that we attack the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we don't just attract bears with our periods. We literally attract the moon. 
<laughs> like the moon is held in a delicate balance by there being the correct number of uteruses and people getting, people getting gender reassignment surgery will fuck with that. The moon's just getting too close. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Trash Trash Future is now the turf podcast. But we're doing it for like galaxy related reasons. Yeah. Now, India, that is a fucking Trump point. The moon, folks, it's too close. We've got to move the moon away. <laughs> It's getting, it's a threat to our national security. Can, it's can, very yeah. close to a lot of our bases, okay? I can totally imagine a Trump idea literally being we're going to move the moon to the other side of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> You're just topping it. It's Islamic. Look, if Iran wants the moon, they can have the moon in their airspace, okay? We're not having it. The moon is spying on us. Folks, the moon, the moon invaded American airspace. <laughs> Just yeah. firing rockets in the moon. Yeah. I mean, they did try yeah. that. They tried to nuke the moon once. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah did you not know this? Yeah. It was so just like a nuclear test. The, um, the Soviet, huh. the, was it? No, the Americans tried to blow up the moon because they were worried that the Soviets would do it before them. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. The Cold War. It, it rocks so hard because it's like, is there any good reason to do this? No. But the Russians might do it. Well, we better do it then. <laughs> up the moon well that's what they were trying to find out yeah Yeah. (laughs) all the periods on earth just stop (laughs) abruptly (laughs) yo if we blow up the moon we can fuck all the time (laughs) if she's saying she got her period blow up the moon that's what i'm saying (laughs) i mean like fellas but yeah these are like guys who would rather blow up the moon than like in you know remove the tap remove the tampon tax Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the, the that's the galaxy brain. Yeah, it's a one-time investment in blowing up the moon. It's the Adam Smith Institute take, right? Which is, you know, we don't want government intervention. Yeah. So we'll just blow up the moon, and that way. But it has to be done by like a PFI initiative. Yeah. Because yeah. because what? Circo will try blow up the moon, and they'll accidentally blow up Mars. Yeah, we can't contract it out. No, absolutely not. Just sending out a letter trying to get the moon to leave. Yeah, out of your orbit by eleven fifty nine. Riley's definitely like getting like red faced right <laughs> yeah, now. So. Exactly. So, um, in addition, Back to on Trump. The, yeah, moving on to the note. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, big big Fourth of July celebration. Meanwhile, just concentration camps fully. Yeah. Wait, wait, what about the bit about the airports? Oh yeah! Oh, yeah fuck yeah. yes! Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he said the, I mean, the the army manned the air and then manned the airports and then aired the ramparts and then manned the ramparts. Hundred years before airplanes. Yeah, so it's, it was like you, yeah. if you if you transcribe more than hundred years before. <laughs> that's the cruelest yeah. thing you can ever do to him is just transcribe him because you can see the gears kind of creaking. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like uh, he's like yeah they t- they took JFK Airport, <laughs> which was a prediction of the greatest president we'd ever have, John Franklin <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> Not actually a very good guy. Shot in the head. Oh, the, um, the QAnon guys thought JFK Jr. was going to show up on the 4th of July as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, it was like a real when prophecy fails thing. They thought that mm-hmm. this was going to be the day when JFK oh. Jr. shows back up and reveals himself and arrests Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And the wow. so what, you're saying, I mean, what you're saying is that he was actually the, uh, hidden, the, the hidden in Mars. Yes, in many yeah. ways. Given yeah. given how much JFK fucked, there's a high chance that someone who's a descendant of JFK was actually there. I think that's like <laughs> a reasonably safe bet. Um, uh, yeah, but we've also had uh, our own our own um, controversies in the UK uh, because um, everyone everyone be talking about slavery now. Mm. Um, because Anne Whittacombe, uh, a famously normal woman, so normal uh, in fact that she is. <laughs> She's never had sex once. Uh, by a secret government program to create her as an android. Yeah. Well, that's we why she's called Widdicombe. It's a bit like mm. honeycomb, but it's like made of flesh. Ah. Sort of uh, a kind of go- goop that's been made into a person. A goop. A goop. <laughs> a goop. A goop.com. <laughs> is, it, um, is it libelous to call an MEP goop? <laughs> well, I'd love to see like the right to discovery on that. Like, but can she prove she's not yeah. goop? <laughs> Just investigate the consistency of Anne Whittacombe. Yeah, I mean, she's not very consistent. If there's one thing uh, we could say, 
Um, but yeah, so she she's shown up at the European Parliament in her new role as MEP for the extremely normal Brexit Party. Um, and uh, I don't Is like. That I feel name like, like the official monster raving loony party, the extremely <laughs> normal Brexit Party. Exactly, we're we're here for an extremely normal Brexit that in no way involves um, doing fascism. Um, so yeah, she showed up and uh, she compared Britain leaving the EU to quote unquote slaves rising up against their owners. A normal you hate thing to, to say. See it. You hate to see it. I know, I know. And then, uh, so then David David Lammy, uh, the Labour MP for Tottenham, did a tweet just calling her out on it and saying, like, this is kind of offensive. And then um, resident genius Andrew Lillico yes. waded in. Andrew Lillico, recurring, recurring yeah. character of the Trash Future <laughs> universe. Now, so Andrew Lillico has done not even my favourite tweet, but my favourite thread possibly of all oh, time about no. this. Did, did he do the thing where it's like, buckle in everyone, it's time for a bracket thread. Buckle in everyone, it's time for some race science. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And, well, and so I was really shocked by this because my previous favourite tweet of all time was already an Andrew Lillico tweet that he'd done just at the weekend. And no, I couldn't it, believe it he was topping it already. One, was it? <laughs> No, no, that was from a while ago. No, this one was, um, uh, he was tweeting about climate change and he goes, Dublin's almost as hot as my wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck. God. He's a wife guy. He is a wife uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's something just like very seedy about men tweeting about how attractive their wives are. It's like it should be wholesome, but it isn't. It never is, no. There's something weird about it, as though like he's trying to convince himself or someone else. Oh, yeah, it's like, Typical kind of politician trick of being like, oh, my better half. And then you're like, well, why the fuck aren't they running for this position if they're mm. better than you? Like, why are you outsourcing all of your like attractiveness and like interpersonal qualities to this like woman who is mothering you through your life? But- now, that would be a great lib take. Like, you know, there's like that Twitter account, like the Millerverse, where it's like, what if Ed Miliband had won the election? Like, what would be happening? And it just tweets like mundane twee things that would be happening instead of like the ongoing horror. <laughs> I, I would like to see like the Sam Samantha Cameron-iverse. <laughs> What if Samantha Cameron had been prime minister? And yet somehow like, things end up end up like way worse. Than yeah, every like, child yeah. has a leather bound like Smithson notebook. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like praying to like huge um, like cardboard cutouts <laughs> of Samantha Cameron that have been erected in the town square. There's like, there's like military police Sam everywhere. Cam. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's got revolution. that little dolphin tattoo she's mm. got on her ankle on them. Yeah, every house has a Sam Cam fitted in it, which watches you twenty four hours a day. <laughs> 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 All of your husbands have to go live in a shed in the bottom of the garden that cost twenty five thousand pounds. Exactly. The only the only people who are housed are the ducks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this thread from Andrew Lillico, um, uh, uh, he he's quote tweeting um, uh, David Lammy initially, and he says she didn't say anything about only Afro Caribbean slaves. There were sixty million slaves in the Roman Empire, for example. <laughs> of course. And frequent revolts. Mm. Indeed. Oh, it gets more galaxy brain. Oh, please. Indeed, the very word slave derives from slav. (laughs) (laughs) Because slaves love to squat. Um, Because because Slavonic peoples... (laughs) Because Slavonic peoples were so frequently taken captive. You don't own slavery, David. Yeah, imagine thinking you just own something that just should be philosophically independent. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I just imagine like, the idea that like um, David David Lammy thinks that owning slaves is bad, but he does think that he owns the concept of slavery. Um, interesting. He's culturally so f- misappropriating the plot of Les Mis. Inter- yeah. Interesting. So you believe that owning slaves is bad, and yet you own a house. Yeah. Mm. We live in a society. We do live in a society. <laughs> an ancient Roman Slavic society. Um, Where we're uh, all really just squatting. Andrew Lillico yeah. continues, tweet, tweet numero the second. <laughs> Isn't it quite odd the way certain folk talk as if Africans taken to North America were the only sort of slavery that ever existed? Uh, just a bit odd. Yeah, just a bit odd. It's weird. Just a bit. Yo, I'm so, just trying to say that Beyonce had one of the best slaves of all time. <laughs> so on the one side, we have like the worst, most preeminent thing of slavery, and on the other, we've got Gopnik Romans. Exactly. Um, yeah. So just like whatever the ancient equivalent of a La de Gigli was. You have like um, a, 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 an Adidas toga with the three purple stripes. Yeah. I was about to say a horse-drawn La de Gigli, but that would just be a La de Gigli in rural Russia. <laughs> um, and he says, to be honest, it's not even the first thing that comes to mind if I hear the word slave. 
Um, okay. Oh. Well. Insight into Andrew Lidico's sex life. Okay, King, go off. Yeah. All right, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, he says, I think of the Greek slave teacher from my Latin lessons. What? So he was taught Latin by a Greek slave. Yeah, I mean, I, I schools were weird, but I thought you just had Latin taught to you by an elderly paedophile. Like, yeah. This like that uh, writer for the Atlantic who like wrote about the woman that raised him, and then like halfway through the article was like, "Yeah," and then I realised that she was my family's slave. Oh, oh the yeah. Filipino woman! Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I'm just imagining Andrew Lillico in a Latin lesson, and he's being taught Latin by this Greek dude, and, and he's with like with a with a collar on. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's like, and he's like that. Uh, that's very interesting, Kostas. Could you please tell me what the ending for that is? And he's like, please let me be free. <laughs> I need to go home to my family. <laughs> I mean, unless like, unless unless like the Greek guy was actually just like a cleaner in his boarding school, and they mm. were just taught to believe that anyone that wasn't like the fucking schoolmaster wasn't. Yeah, slave. but but right. also he was just I'm teaching kinda... them Latin on the side. <laughs> yeah, it I'm was like Goodwill Hunting. Uh, J.K. Rowling hasn't come in to somehow like crowbar the house elves narrative into this. Mm. Oh yeah, she's like, well, I never said Hermione wasn't a slave. <laughs> um, so uh, Andrew <laughs> Andrew Lillico, not satisfied with that galaxy brain take, goes in for tweet number three. He's oh, like, God. I also find it odd that people would scare quotes want to be thought of uh, uh, still as the descendant of slaves when those slave ancestors were centuries ago. I'm sure I have slave ancestors too, but why would that define me more than my work or beliefs or education or my parents or grandparents? Because well, these people's grandparents were literally slaves! Yeah, it's not centuries, it's <laughs> century. And a bit. Yeah. And barely. Like... Yeah. It's wild. It's also just, like, weird, like, I just him being just like, I'm sure I have slaves. I'm probably... I'm probably... Do one of those, like, 23 slave. and me tests, and it'll be just like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, top just, percent slave. Hmm. I, just, I just look at the pyramids, and I think, I could do that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I, the thing about not wanting to be thought of as the descendant of slaves too is so fucking weird like it's aspirational anti-slavery yeah. like yo don't well, do yourself down you've moved on yeah i learned to code and now i'm not a slave anymore <laughs> <laughs> Just get over it that would be amazing. That that is like a startup yeah. waiting to happen. Like, Not- but what if the slaves, you know, they're just they're just done Bitcoin, you know? I mean, isn't that like well, all these kind of like code for Africa initiatives yeah, are really essentially. Like, trying to do it's like we're trying to take people from like slave wage labor, um making and like mining rare earth stuff for phones. Right. Yeah, yeah. for like, you know, uh multina like multinational mining companies and we're going to teach them to code and be entrepreneurs so that they can learn how to exactly. make technology that can automate that mining process mm. yeah it's fantastic it's what we like to see yeah um uh so um fortunately uh andrew lillico was not left on his own languishing in this particular twitter hole that he had dug because um Another man, a man who is something of a of a dark knight. You know, not the hero, not the hero we need, but the we, one that we, we deserve. We deserve um, yeah, Mister a Mister Daniel Hannon uh, also quote tweeted uh, David <laughs> friend Lammy, of, friend of the show, friend of the show, Daniel Hannon. Um, uh, a man, a man who looks like a sort of uh, a skeleton that has been like dressed up in a butcher's shop. Um, <laughs> he said, "Slavery was, alas, near universal." It was practiced on every landmass. I am descended from slaves. So, reader, are you. From slave owners, too, come to that. How, history being what it is, could we not be? How the fuck were the Antarctic slaves? Society. That's a landmass. The the penguins? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Mm. They're just colonizing the Ross Ice Shelf. (laughs) <laughs> but this is like Dan, Dan Hannon's doing like a Joe Rogan experience thing here, where he's like, well, when you think about it, everyone's a slave, you know, damn. deep down. Damn. Damn. We live in a society. <laughs> so he goes on. Slavery was practiced by Sumerians, Assyrians, Akkadians, it's Sargons thereof, <laughs> Egypt, <laughs> Egyptians, Persians, Greeks, Romans, Ottomans, Chinese, not the Chinese, but just Chinese, just Chinese. Mongols. Polynesians, Arabs, Africans, Aztecs, and Incas. The question is not who started slavery. It predates civilization. But who ended it? Uh. Hip-hop air horns, please. (laughs) 
And then he goes, like, not satisfied with one obvious, like, galaxy brain take. That is, he goes... Yeah, we're in Fred territory right now. Yeah, he goes for the third tweet. And he says, here's a clue. Even during Britain's life and death struggle with Bonaparte, it was still diverting warships to hunt down the slave traders. Oh, well, see, he's fucked up now because he's entered the naval history octagon with me. (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. Like, the West Africa Squadron was mostly intended originally as a way to fuck with the profitable slave trading activity of our Napoleonic enemies. It was Ah. economic warfare, and then... We kind of like fucked around for a bit, and we did indeed liberate some slaves, which was very, very good. Um, mm. A fraction of the number that we transported and enslaved in the first place. Um, but then that turned into the scramble for Africa and the civilizing mission and the um, enlightened liberal imperialism that we all know and love. And so, everyone lived happily ever yeah, after. Everyone lived happily Wait, ever did- after. What did they do with the with the slaving ships that they were disrupting? Um, they <laughs> they were they were installing Juicero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they nicked them. They, they got angel investors. <laughs> yeah, they, they they commissioned them to hunt down more slave ships. So it kind of paid for itself. Whoa, that's the that's the real uh, galaxy brain move. Wait, so th- this is like very classic. Just like oh yeah, well you know we were very uh, we were very anti-slavery mm. when the French were doing it because yeah. sort of slavery when we did it was a kind of civilized thing, but the French were doing this thing that they like to call le slavery, <laughs> um, which involved a lot of this special French thing that we've never done called le racisme. <laughs> it was not a gentleman's sport. Exactly, uh, and so it had to be stopped. None of them. None of them. You know, no no French person's ever worn school colors before. No, mm. exactly. Savage. They're like you know savages. Mm. You know they were they were putting gollywogs on the cocoa, whereas we were just putting them on the jam, like normal <laughs> people. <laughs> exactly. I mean, cocoa's brown. That's offensive. Jam's not brown. Yeah, it's, it's just good. You know, they were just trying to show that jam is for everyone, regardless of skin color, regardless of whether that skin color even is real. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, so that's uh, that's that's the roundup of the British news. <laughs> Um, it's another normal just, just, day. Yeah, just relitigating early nineteenth-century naval battles. We really understand yeah. our history, and we really learn from it, and yeah. find mm. inspiration there every day. Yeah, it's it's just a great that that, that just that take of it doesn't matter who started slavery; it matters who ended it. It's very like it's very Andrew Tate. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter who starts the fight, but I will finish it. <laughs> you, I'm I'm sure the take exists somewhere and has been written that actually we should get reparations from Africa because we ended slavery. Yo, wow, yeah, you blew my mind. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I have, I, I know in my head that it exists out there somewhere, and I look forward Sorry. to being proved right by the Damn. listeners. There were all those SJWs out there trying to kill Hitler, but the only person that succeeded in the end was Hitler. So, mm. can we really say if Hitler was good or not? <laughs> you know, it doesn't really matter who started Hitler; it matters who ended it. And that was Hitler. So Hitler was good. He was a war hero in the fight against Hitler. <laughs> He yep. did more than any Soviet or Allied soldier did in the in the quest to kill Hitler. Yeah, in the fight against Nazism, Hitler yeah. really was the MVP. Although to exactly. be fair, he did also kill the guy who killed Hitler. Oh whoa! Whoa! whoa this is like Inception dream Damn. levels. <laughs> he really is just an agent of chaos. Hitler was the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> with, with the Italian makeup, <laughs> <laughs> Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out who this Benito Mussolini really is. <laughs> Old man Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Oh, um, this is well, such I'm, a I'm, normal I'm, podcast. I'm never going anyway. to get that out of my head. Um, so, never, ever. <laughs> so Riley said, uh, Milo, I'm going to get you to organize this episode of Trash Future. <laughs> He's like, India wants to come on. You should have her on. Can you sort that out? And I think what, what Riley meant by that was... Um, I think I had just been DMing him like some rage tweets about this tower. But, uh, yeah, I think Riley was like, oh, we should have India on. But also, if India is on, the, the rest of them can't go as off, <laughs> no. off piece as... Now I'm going to be banned. He's really like, yeah. you are the root of yeah, all being a, he's a, probably a bad going, influence. He'll, yeah, yeah, he'll, just, yeah. He'll, just, he'll just take it over himself and he'll be like, I just can't deal with these fucking idiots anymore. They keep hijacking my show. They keep just talking about like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Come and the Joker. Mm, instead of um, Techno mm. and, uh, and, and, and Assemblage. And, and, 
and all the audiences <laughs> that like tune into Navarro Media, they get really mad that all they do is just talk about Gundams all day. Yeah. It's the classic stuff. Anyway, so um uh India is an expert on on all things all things big and tall, <laughs> building related stuff. Concrete. Uh, so, Your tall things mm. correspondent. Exactly. Um, big boys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're Long doing a rundown boys. of the NBA draft uh, with <laughs> India Block. Um, uh, the best joke I've made so far. Um, anyway, so uh, th- there are some new there are some new developments going up in London. Uh, would you like to tell us a bit about those? Uh, yeah. So um, you guys did a podcast recently about the Stratford um, Olympic Park Stadium and uh, lo and behold what should drop into my inbox as an architecture journalist um, but a beautifully written press release for um, Manhattan Loft Gardens which is mm. uh, located in Stratford as you may have guessed <laughs> Is it like the Holy Roman Emperor, Empire where it's <laughs> not, not in Manhattan not a loft, not gardens Actually, they're only man. They're only loft gardens if they're from the Manhattan region. Otherwise, they're just sparkling <laughs> fucking Chinese investment vehicles. Uh, no, no. The, the, I mean, we, we can get to that later. These are mm. deliberately not um, investment uh, properties for the Chinese. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we can get onto that. Um, the, the gardens bit is because um, basically they have thrown a vast amount of money at this uh, development, and it's it's like I'm I'm not going to shit on Skidmore, Owings, and Merrill, the architects. They've done a lot of uh, cool stuff with the like mm-hmm. 1.1 billion pounds that got thrown into this. Um, it's essentially like obviously this is a this is a podcast. It's not visual, but if you imagine a tower that's like Jenga blocks and mm-hmm. On like two different levels, they've taken out all but one brick. Okay. So that there's like, and then the, in the cutout space underneath, that is like a sky garden, and a sky garden is one of these like weird nebulous developer terms that mm. means nothing. I love to relax in the sky. I love to relax in the garden that's just in the hinge between two massive <laughs> yeah. pieces of concrete. That won't give me anxiety that, at all. Oh yeah, no, it's mm. super relaxing, and also um, like literally building a building that's like, yeah, try it, Al Qaeda. <laughs> Challenge mode for nine eleven. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they. In, it's in, like the hole because the plane will just go straight through, <laughs> leaving it completely undamaged. <laughs> Checkmate, libs. Checkmate. <laughs> Sorry, we've broken um, India. Um... <laughs> just like Churchill. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the, they left holes for the planes, um, mm. and uh, you can you can have barbecues in these areas. You can um, they basically decked them in a way that would like give any like ground force fan a hard on, um, mm. and uh, yeah. So that that is the like that is the garden part of Manhattan Loft Gardens, and right. then uh, the loft part is um, basically the developer is it Harry Handelson. Um, yeah decided that what London needed was like some Manhattan movie style lofts but right. like in London um and what makes it a loft and not like an attic is that apparently some of them are a double height basically they're spacious um and large yeah so on the subject of Harry Handelson um, <laughs> it's uh, Handelsman I'm, I'm oh, Handelsman, yeah, Handelsman. Sorry. um which is a great gay porn star name <laughs> Uh, 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 India dug up this article from the from the Evening Standard, which I kind of um, I'd initially just had a lot of fun with the press release, and I almost didn't read this, and I'm so glad I did because there are some very good quotes in it. Um, So uh, this is a quote from Harry Handelsman. He says, "I imagine the government probably thought if Harry Handelsman is brave enough to come here and build the most expensive building in the UK, maybe we'll invest 1.1 billion in Stratford." Grins Harry Handelsman. (laughs) He. He is like a like um uh he is like he is being characterized as like a low key villain in the like clumsy J.K. Rowling way, but he's doing it to himself. He's mm. a gov- he cuts a very like Gilderoy Lockhart figure, just being like, "I'm Harry Handelsman, the greatest property developer in the world." <laughs> you hear the name Harry Handelsman, you think. Yeah, all property developers have the same brain though, because he sounds like pre um brainworms Trump. Like yeah. back when he was still coherent, you can kind of put it in Trump's voice, and it makes sense. 
Yeah, because it like also the way he says the most expensive building in the UK, not the best, not the most <laughs> ambitious. Just, it costs a shit ton of money. Yeah, there's a whole floor that's made out of frozen bull semen. That's the <laughs> that's the level of expense I'm prepared to go to. I'm having this entire building built by uh, children from Pitcairn Island. That's <laughs> we're flying the, them in. Just the uh, the water sprinklers filled with perfumes. <laughs> It's like Nero's Palace. Mm. Yeah, but it's just like this complete lack of self-awareness. There's this line on their website where it's literally like, um, no postcode will ever be the same again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Are they going to change the postcode? Is that? I think the postcode will be the same. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, it's very, yeah. So this, this article goes on. I just pulled some more quotes out of this. Um, but Handelsman concept shoots way above mere extravagance. At MLG, he wants to create a vertical community. He is pissed off at the way apartments in luxury blocks are, quote-unquote, all sold overseas because it's a way of making money. So how do I create a virtual community? The answer is, design a building specifically to make people socialise. Oh, God, sort of it's like- a wee work. <laughs> oh, it gets better. It gets better. You, you've kind of predicted it. So yeah, he in painting this project as um, the answer to people building glass towers that uh, no one can live in because those dastardly Chinese investors are coming here and buying them up. Yeah, he um, he is building something that they can't buy up because not many of these uh, properties, if any, are for sale. You just mm. rent them from the Manhattan Loft Corporation. Um, oh wow, he's a woke landlord. He literally mm. is, and there's this there's this brilliant line. I don't know if I've, I think I put it on the notes. Um, mm-hmm. It's the Telegraph. Uh, he did an interview with them, and he opens being like, um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's like a it's like a beautiful piece of art, and someone buying it and putting it away in a lot in a in a vault, um, and you know, then the world is deprived of this beautiful piece of art. Whereas he's creating these apartments that one can yeah. rent, and it's basically the same as buying a beautiful piece of art and donating it to a gallery. Yeah, because and then he's, he's deprived of 2, his rent. <laughs> charging yeah, exactly. someone two thousand pounds a week to look at the piece of art. He's depriving the Chinese of their one dream, which is buying a nine eleven proof building. <laughs> um, so Handelsman calls his new building completely crazy. Because- Fucking hell. Wow. I love this. It's just like, oh, I'm just a kooky guy. Departments. It's just really quirky. Yeah. Because uh, This is more quote from him. Because I'm young, I'm still ambitious. He wheezes wryly. He won't tell me his age, although the internet seems to concur that the diminutive German is 69. Nice. nice. Shade. Handelsman, who inherited his Polish financier father's business on the latter's death in 1982, I mean, presumably the latter's death, spent 25 years as one of those horrible guys, an investor in property in the burgeoning areas of London, converted churches, interesting things. In 1992, he set up the Manhattan Loft Corporation and introduced London to the idea of New York loft living. Really, he says, he was capitalising on the success of films set in lofts like 1990s Ghost. (laughs) The films set in lofts? Was that a thing? Did you go and see a movie in the 90s and be like, I could really go for a loft? Uh, but when it comes to enforced co- communality, surely the average Londoner would would hate being made to talk to strangers. Uh, this is one of those ones where they just state the thing that's obviously true, but then yeah. needlessly go on to disagree with it. Well, it's Handelsman the same as the WeWork thing, isn't it? They're just kind of smushing you together and be like, socialize. Yeah, well, and also like the reason why they're doing this isn't because like they actually think it's good. It's because they're like are just trying to create a hell world where like no one can afford to live in their own apartment anymore. So you have to live in like the fucking bunk bed storage. So Handelsman <laughs> disagrees. What the English have is the incredible phenomenon of clubs. Whether that's Soho House or the Groucho, everyone wants to be a member of a club because they want to be with like-minded people. So why wouldn't you want to live with like-minded people? Everyone's a member of. Like, aside from the joke I made about Riley doing coke at the cavalry and club, I can't think of anyone else who has ever like joined one. Uh, How like living with like-minded people. Who wouldn't yeah. want to join this cult? Look, who, it's who? a bunch of like-minded people. Yeah. We're like-minded moving to the Amazon rainforest. The Grout Show, um, which is you know famously exactly. wonderful, and everyone loves to be there, and you love to love it, and you love to see it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's basically come up with like the horrific love child of like Soho House and Airbnb. Um, mm. So you you can't you can either get a short term let on a loft, which is like seven days to uh i think three months and then a long-term one which is three months to six months so this Mm. is going to be like a really vibrant community of 
people that live there for like last yeah. half the year. And finally, it's, it's an apartment. <laughs> yeah, finally, it's an apartment I can rent to watch that tape from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to overpay. I mean, I mean, we know what kind of guys are going to like you do this, right? They're going to be like yeah. guys who just want to impress. So like they'll mm. rent like a house for a week. Yeah. Kind of just live the kind of like baller experience. Yeah. Um before they go back to like their parents' houses in Hull. Oh yeah, yeah. So Do you guys, think the Sky Garden like, is rent- gonna get much barbecuing? Mm. I mean, maybe. I mean they are barbecues there. Oh, they also so this guy used to the developer, he um also did the Chilton Firehouse. So he's basically like captured their chef and is dragging him out there. So it's also mm. going to have a destination restaurant. Oh, the, so, so this is very fun, actually. So um, it, you might be thinking, like, but what what does he say about gentrification? Surely that's a problem. <laughs> so even so, Handels, I love how just gushing this piece is. Even so, Handelsman is aware of the clashes regeneration can spark and insists he wants the local community to feel part of MLG. It's hoped that the ground enough. floor Stratford Brasserie, headed <laughs> up by Ben Harrington, formerly of Soho House Group, will become a hub for locals. The idea is to give them a sense of belonging. Oh yeah, yeah not I like fucking love house. it when I'm when I'm kicked out of my council house to make way for some ridiculous faux New York development that's full of cunts who live there for like three weeks at a time. But at least I can go and get a fucking steak freak cooked by some twat who used to work at a gentleman's club. Fantastic! I love it. Please, Daddy, give me more. I mean, will it be a free steak? I don't think so. No, so what he means by like it's going to be a twenty-five quid. Well, that's how you know you yeah. belong. So, like yeah. you don't belong to the club until you've like paid a ridiculous amount of money. To yeah, you don't. There. You don't really know that you belong in a family until you realize uh, until like you mm. can reckon with the idea that maybe you might not be able to afford to eat with them. Yeah, it's it's yeah, frankly right. it would be insulting. To offer them food or housing at anything like an affordable rate because that's just not their culture and you would be patronizing them. There's no better way to connect with someone than to eat their scraps, right? Exactly, Mm. yeah. That's why dogs love their owners. (laughs) You know? Yeah, the the, the plan for ending uh, community uh, tension and clashes is just to have the working class residents do the Lady and the Tramp spaghetti thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So one of the perks of this is is basically uh, there's a hotel in there, but also the lofts come. They're basically service departments. They come with a hotel like service. So that's part of what mm. you buy is staff. But- Amazing. Wow. Because uh, thankfully, you know, um, uh, buying staff is a new idea and one that hasn't <laughs> been tried before. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a final paragraph that I pulled out of this which really melted my brain. As Handelsman puts it, this is the next level of Airbnb. Each flat has access to all the hotel's amenities, including room service, private butler service, including private butler, butler for money. Um, the target audience is the min- minimalist millennial generation who value experience over possessions. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Young people who don't <laughs> like owning things. Yeah. Just like, owning this is things. such a recurring like- villain for us. The millennial like generation to have a sharing economy for yeah. slaves who actually aren't don't feel forced into any of this mm. but love it um, exactly we love it, Daddy. Do it more. Choke us. Mm. Who simply get bored with living in one rubbish rental flat after another? Yeah, it's definitely not that people's rent goes up or they get evicted or they have to go somewhere else because of their shit cunt landlord. No, they no, just, just love just to get bored of them. Yeah, we just yeah. like we just love taking different tours of the tubes and like taking various mm. night. Buses. Yeah, we're all doing the knowledge. We all want to become black cab drivers. So we're doing it by like living in every area of London for three weeks and thereby learning all of the streets. But this is like the insane like developer brain disease that has mutated to the next level where first they were like, we're going to build all these towers because like all of these people from overseas are going to buy them. And then they're like, fuck, like they're not buying them. Um, I think it was Judith Evans in the Financial Times last week was like, yeah, there's at least 1,500 unsold luxury like prime properties um, isn't the shard like half empty oh well yeah so i mean yeah. this is the thing that well the shard has private apartments on top of it that were meant to have this like hotel concierge star service mm-hmm. but they launched kind of like just before the crash which makes me terrified that we're about to have another crash because they're launching this like entire fucking tower full of these things um Crazy boondoggle towers <laughs> are actually the harbinger of doom yeah but, um, yeah developers are now of 70s disaster movies like this is the kind of thing that would catch fire in a movie with like Paul Newman or someone and they'd have to like climb up this monument to hubris Mm. they'd be like thank god for the gap in the middle that plane went straight through (laughs) yeah yeah, that fire breaks they're natural fire breaks if Grenfell had had fire break claws in it then it wouldn't have burned you'd have thought of that 
Um, so <clears throat> yeah, because like with um with Grenfell, they weren't really playing Django. It was more like Kaplunk. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, but going back before I derailed myself mm-hmm. there, um, they're now so instead of building to sell, they do this build to rent thing, and the way yeah. that they're selling it is being like, oh, you know, this is this will be really helpful because um, and I've actually I heard a developer say this with their mouth. They're like, um, <clears throat> we uh. We'll have like this new super customer of millennial that will be able to uh, move whenever they want to, and that means that um, all of these uh, places are going to have to compete for amenities, and it's going to like keep the standard really high because oh yeah, you know like if you if you don't like the pool table at this one, then you're just going to you know pack up your bags and go next week across town to another one that's got like better flat screen TVs, and it's like, yeah. It's not a lot of competition of for bridges to sleep under. Keeps <laughs> the standards very high. <laughs> So there's an amazing final quote from this article where I read it and I was like literally like tearing my own eyeballs out. There's like a note in the notes that's just like... Um, So... um, Screaming into the abyss. This is like kind of paraphrasing Handelsman. There is energy in the temporary, as Handelsman puts it. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. And it goes hand in hand with the idea of communal living. When I lived in a dormitory at university, I was very happy because we were always hanging out in other people's rooms, he says. Why should that stop when it comes to slightly more luxurious living? Oh, I don't know, because it's not in any way fucking luxurious, is it? Because it's fucking shit. Because, yeah, you do it when you're 18 because you're all just like fucking eating microwave burgers and getting pissed on Sambuca all the time. But maybe when you're like 40, you don't want to fucking live in a dormitory. You don't live in a dormitory, do you, you smug cunt? (laughs) <sighs> there we go. They're just there like, oh, it's go. good actually. Oh, that's why we're doing it. It's not because like we're exploiting young people and the fact they have no money. It's because it's actually good. Because we'd all rather live like this. Like, oh, I wouldn't live like this, but you would love it. I want to... to like. You would love to be forty-five year old, forty-five mm. years old, and going to your mate's house and like drinking tinnies of like, is it dark fruits? Yeah, there's oh, dark yeah. fruits. Yeah. yeah, sculling VBs in the back of the Ute. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's what you want. You love to see it. You love to do it. Yeah, yeah I, like, I, wanna, oh, I don't I drink graph. the Kool-Aid, but you will love it. Yeah, I want to graph the number of listeners with Milo's heart pressure, like blood pressure yeah. rather. Because I'm will, sure I will die of a stroke one day, yeah, and it will, will be on this podcast. And it will be the most popular episode. The number of downloads will be way up. Yeah, they'll be like, "Whoa, that was an amazing bit where Milo died." I hope he's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, hold, we'll hold, we'll hold like a vigil for you in our like communal yeah. bedroom slash apartment slash. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which well, we're all day- going to be kicked out of in three weeks' time. Well, exactly. Oh, we'll that, bury it's you by a motorway because that was the latest piece of uh, government advice, isn't it? That we should. What? Oh yeah, like they they want to bury people like along <laughs> the M10 and stuff. <laughs> We've run out what? of space in our cemeteries, so we're going to start burying Just people along the motorway. Eat the body out the window, uh, like a. That is. <laughs> That is literally a Cray twins move. That was how they were like doing do all those murders and getting away with them in the cities because they had all those people in construction who were concreting them into the M40, which was yeah. being built. Just, uh, Jimmy Hoffa was very ecologically sustainable. Exactly. Um, oh, that would be, now that would be the the best development of fucking this guy Henry Handelsman if he just built a tower block that was just mostly constructed out Entombed. of corpses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was that um, that mad Victorian guy who, when the cemetery started overflowing, was like, "What?" They were like, "What the fuck are we going to do?" And they held like a architecture and design engineering competition. And one guy was like, "We're going to build a pyramid. We're going to build a pyramid, and we're going to put the bodies in the pyramid." <laughs> and they seriously considered it for a while. Literally, literally, just like they did it in ancient Egypt. Yeah, well, I, li- I like the idea of the prophesied the prophesied 9-11 happening to this building but it's been built with corpses and so you just yeah. <laughs> just end up with like well the death toll seems to be a hundred thousand amazing i just love the idea of them all just like taking the piss like oh you're gonna pull the bodies in a pyramid that's your idea and he's like it's not a pyramid it's a multi-level cemetery <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a marketing scheme i mean yeah. I mean, it's like you know, uh, it's a it's a it's a direct it's a direct burial opportunity. Do you think ancient <laughs> Egyptians were like you should really learn to write hieroglyphics if you don't want to keep working as a like farm worker? Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Learn Just, to glyph. Yeah, learn to glyph. Learn to glyph. Glyphery Jones over here. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so anyway, there was there was a little there was a little closing closing n- note on this, uh, which India found, uh, which is an article in the Financial Times entitled 
why buyers are turning away from luxury property by Judith Evans. And um, basically, she cites this story of this guy uh, who's from um, uh, Bangalore who bought uh, a £1.4 million... Of course, this is from the Financial Times, so it's designed to be like a sob story of this poor man and his £1.4 million. He bought this £1.4 million... Happen to you. Yeah. He, <laughs> you know, people reading this like, God, I have £1.4 million. Do you know where your £1.4 million is? Well, <laughs> my accountant. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so he bought this 1.4 million pound apartment off plan in some somewhere on the South Bank with views of you know the city of London and the Shard. It has views. It must be worth that much. Um, and then it says, but his purchase soured quickly when Bandari approached a mortgage lender. It valued the property not at 15 percent more than he had agreed to pay, but at 20 percent less. Owned. Ooh. Damn. I just I just had an extremely cursed thought while you were reading that. When you were talking okay. about whether you know where your money is, bank managers are just Josef Fritzl, but for money. <laughs> Keeping it all locked in their basement. They're yes. fucking your money in their basement <laughs> <laughs> to create their own incestuous children, and that's mm. debt. Yo, that's why you don't keep your money in the bank, because they'd be fucking your money. <laughs> and the money ain't worth as much once they've fucked it. So I keep my money in the mattress where I fuck it. You see, it all makes sense. Um, yeah, and it's just talking about how all of these, um, all of these like off-plan luxury developments are all just like all, their value is entirely notional. <clears throat> so there's this quote here. But despite the expansion of global wealth, the surge in demand for luxury apartments did not last. Developers' over-exuberance and government crackdowns combined to end the selling frenzy and leave developers, lenders, and property investors battling to absorb the fallout. I can't oh, remember no. the last. Oh no, indeed! I can't remember the last time I sold a new build property at a profit. Says Charles Jordan, an agent at my London home, who resold Bandari's apartment. Um, he said, crying, crying into a <laughs> mug of tears. <laughs> yeah, um, tears that you can drink if you subscribe to the Trash Future Patreon. <laughs> um, oh my god, that could be like our version of Gamer Water, like Gamer Girl Water. Yes, the bath selling water, her, but it's only for water. sentimental purposes. Yeah, prophecy developers <laughs> is. God, Having I an emotional into... <laughs> gamer girl bath. <laughs> I fell into a wormhole of her like weird, sexy, cute Instagram account. Yeah. Did it end, did it end with you buying the bath water? I didn't buy the bath water, <laughs> but if I could maybe buy it in installments, if I could buy it off plan, then. I, yeah, like, I really resent actually like how picky gamers have gotten because like back in my day, if you were like a video games nerd, you were just excited about the prospect of any woman letting you in her general vicinity. Whereas now they're like, oh no, it has to be a girl who also games. That's the only thing that gets me hard. Just like regular women aren't up to scratch. And it's like, fuck you, you're a basement nerd. You stay where you, you get any crumb of pussy you're offered sir don't you be picking what kind of pussy it is that's not how this works anyway trash future is an anti-gamer podcast exactly. yes always we don't game we shall not game never um uh, wow so it, it, it seems like a lot of this like value and commodity trading is really illusory and when it falls apart people kind of um lose a lot of wealth mm -hmm. yeah, well, just a thought there's, there's also this like really horrible kind of line in this article where they speak to uh, some academic and uh, basically skyscrapers are super expensive to maintain. Like if you build these things out of glass and like those lifts that go all the way to the top, like they will need a replacing eventually. And part of the way that they make money back on these schemes is charging like astronomical service charges. So yeah. you live there, but you also yeah. like, pay a fee every year. And if no one is buying them to live in them to pay the service fees, then oh. they are just going to break down incredible and then you know it, and it was quite optimistic so he was like and then in a uh, hundred years time we'll just have a uh, this like bank of derelict towers along the thames and it's i was like months. wow in a yeah. hundred years time like if we make it that far like i'm looking forward to getting taken out by like a pane of glass that just drops from its improperly secured frame and smashes into the street and just mulches me um, well, that actually happened. That's already happened. At, yeah, like, oh, uh, sure. Like, I love that people are dying in very like Laurel and Hardy Marx Brothers kind of <laughs> yeah. scenarios. From just this. Why did I go outside of my height? building in pianos? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's luxury. 
Nothing yeah, says the upper class is like a piano. Is when your entire wall is made of giant anvils with the weight painted on them in big letters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I coated I coated my entire building in paintings of tunnel entrances. Planes <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, keep flying into them. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Accent is like a nine eleven every day yeah. due to the design of the building. <laughs> so, like, oh, it's weird that they're telling me to fly through this tunnel, but I guess I'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I just imagining now a sort of like I am legend where it's just like London twenty one hundred. Like the only people that survive are the irony podcasters mm. roving around, rambling into microphones that aren't <laughs> turned on, but periodically being crushed to death by. <laughs> Falling panes of glass and uh, yeah, bits some, of community. Some kind of uh, future of trash, if you will. <laughs> mm, indeed. And that trash is society. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, well, this monstrosity of an episode has gone on for I don't about think, an I don't hour think it's gone that minutes. badly. I think oh. this is no. great. I think Riley is going to go on holiday loads and I will always be asked back. Yeah. Just, just kind of... You, yeah. You'll be asked back. It'll yeah. just be like, he, he might just say, well, I'm just going to do trash future from my laptop and the shitty mixer that we started off with because mm. truly i can't trust this band of idiots this we is how want- we push it back to a dictatorship he's <laughs> yeah. like we tried democracy and mm. it didn't work out yeah, charlie palmer and i did once record an episode on a singstar <laughs> microphone <set. laughs> very nice um well none of the faults none of the faults with this episode could be drawn to you india thank you very much for coming on <laughs> thanks any, for having me back <laughs> any blame lies solely with us yes <laughs> um uh, yeah, this has been this has been Trash Future, the podcast about how the future is trash, apparently, because everything's terrible. Um, so uh, I don't know what kind of episode this is going to be. Let's assume it's a free one. Uh, we have a Patreon. Yeah, this, we, we can't we can't make this a paid for episode. We can't do that. <laughs> Look, you can't you can't own a podcast. We're going to sell this like the gamer girl sells her bathwater. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is going to come in a special tub of like the mm. water that we have communally bathed in. And, and you shouldn't listen to it. You should, only, you should only buy it for for a sentimental yeah. reason. <laughs> you are millennials. open it. You're millennials. You're not going to own an episode of a podcast. You get bored of them. You move from episode to episode. You want to rent. You want to stay nimble. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's five bucks a month. You get a bonus episode every week. You know how it works. Maybe it'll be better than this episode. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Take the plunge. Gamble. If you like to gamble, baby, I'm your man. Um, uh, we have some live shows. Uh, uh, the 8th of August at Birmingham Transformed. If you're in Birmingham, why not come to that? Soweto Kinch is involved. It's going to be great. And the 10th of August at the Edinburgh Frying Game. Edinburgh Frying yeah. Game. I'm, I'm going to try um, and make it to the Birmingham one. If I don't, though, it is going to be Birmingham cis-formed. nice very nice um and also uh we are still selling t-shirts we've got about like 45 of the wee bastards left so if you would like one please email your size and address to trashfuturepodcast at gmail.com and a picture of your feet yeah and they are 15 15 (laughs) pounds and a jar of your bathwater yeah 15 pounds plus postage for patreon subscribers 20 pounds plus postage for non-subscribers so hey if you weren't subscribing before maybe subscribe now and get a discount on the t-shirt because the subscription is five dollars but the saving is five pounds which at the current rate of exchange is actually a saving so in a society we do we live in a time of recording it's a really good t-shirt too it's got skulls on it it looks cool you should buy it. It's bitching as hell. Yeah, you're going to look like the Punisher, but a leftist version. <laughs> so the Punisher. Um, all right, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.